Well, hello and welcome back, fellow riders on Bus Talk, a podcast about work-life issues which crowd our minds each day. Myth-busting into reality, we share some tips and tricks to better your work-life balance, or the lack thereof. Simply put, it's a straight talk to help you cope well with various situations without having to reinvent the wheel. And yes, there is a lot of traffic So it does take time. We go slow, steady and at our own pace. If this is what piques your interest, you're on the right bus. So sit back, turn up the volume and enjoy the ride. I'm your host GB and you're listening to Bus Talk. In today's ride, we bus talk about parenting your career. Yep, you heard that right parenting your career. As a leader of the pack, you need to ensure a balanced parenting atmosphere at work. Hold on before you jump into conclusions. By parenting, I don't mean that you patronize. Neither do I mean dictate. So how do you mold a team for success? How do you ensure they play fair, but also fight hard? Do you know your messaging make or break careers. So how do you nurture those who are not like you and help them grow as well? A leader in an organization is much like a parent, which wears multiple hats, that of a coach, mentor, friend, disciplinarian, fun-loving, mysterious, yet open, approachable, respectful, and above all, a great listener. Let me demystify this for you with an anecdote. When I was a kid, I loved playing gully cricket, you know, street cricket. Street cricket simply because only the big boys could play in the main park. Just a tiny problem apart, I played the lofted cover drive particularly well. For those who don't follow cricket, a lofted cover cover drive is, is a cricket shot, which is, well, somewhat difficult to execute simply because you scoop the ball in the air as the bowler or the pitcher, if you're a baseball fan, as the bowler hurls the cricket ball at close to 70 miles an hour. That was the speed that we could have managed back then as kids, I guess. Uh, when the bowler pitches the ball at 50, 60 or 70 miles an hour and the swing of the bat meets the rising delivery, it pitches and then rises. So your timing has to be just perfect and at the right angle, so that it just, you know, the right moment, it goes for a home run, right? It it crosses over, the ball crosses over the boundary. So this shot is not like a whack or a thump. It's more like a scud missile hitting the target, sharp shot. But the tiny problem that I mentioned before, which usually happened towards the end of the trajectory of the delivery of the ball, was that there was a glass pane which stood in stoic silence before being smashed into splinters. Yeah, there was a house right across the lane where the window faced the batter. So even mishits would go into either their balcony or crash into the window. Lo and behold, I 
managed to break it at least on three occasions. The crash triggered instant combustion with the old grumpy man screaming on top of his voice behind the window. He popped his bald head out from the broken window and waved us to wait. He would then come charging down with a hockey stick. But by the time he reached downstairs, it was a curfew, of course. Nobody, not a soul on the street. Everything was swept clean. Almost like a curfew in effect for many hours. What followed next was scolding from parents, being grounded, being banned to play for a week or two. But we were like a resilient virus. I guess I shouldn't be saying virus in this day and age, and I don't mean to say it lightly, but just an analogy. Let's just say we are stubborn. We were heat, as we refer to in India. So the potency of the punishment subsided over a two weeks, three weeks, and slowly but surely, all of us went back, first being a little circumspect, and then eventually boldness took over, and then we were back at it again. Truth be told, we did not do this to piss off the old man. It was just a natural shot given given the constraints of space we were operating in. My mother fret about my behavior on multiple occasions, and my father, a man of few words, gave me the red-eye stare on many occasions. All my mom wanted me to do was to listen to her and not play in the street. Simple instruction. She would go on to compare me with the good boy of the class and argue how obedient the other child was. He always listened to his mother, never argued, did not play with us on the street, did not pick the ball up uh, from dirt, and he did as he was told. And she always hoped that I was, I could inculcate some of the good habits from the good children that were there in my class. But I wasn't. And as history would have it, that good boy is doing quite well in life. Yeah. He works in a bank and has a very steady, predictable life. Uh, lived in the same place, grew up in the same place, married the girl next door, very happy um, and touch wood for them. I'm, I'm happy for them. Uh, and here I was on the other hand, hustling with my career, ups and downs, promotions, frustrations. Um, you know the chaos that happens in a corporate world, right? Battling it out every day. So when I met a similar boy, not exactly this person, a very similar, another good boy um, at an airport a uh, few years earlier, and we were just, we got talking and said, huh, I know you were you know the bunch of good guys uh, and we were the bunch of bad boys, but how life has changed over the years. You know, he said something that really took me by surprise. He said, if only I had a life like you, exciting up and ups and downs, I'd trade off my stability. And and that was like, really? Are you sure? I mean, seriously? It then occurred to me how we both were parented. In my case, and I can't 
100% guarantee how he was parented. But in my case, my parents let me choose my life and equipped me with problem-solving abilities. They did not freak out when I made mistakes. They helped me learn from them. My father obviously introduced the element of logic in my otherwise uh, you know, hyperactive life, as it were, and introduced rationality and lay the cards on the table and help me decide. They were strong when I failed and I failed multiple times. Likewise, they were supportive when I succeeded. So they helped somewhat shape my leadership leadership skills early on. And as you, you can imagine, the parents played good cop, bad cop really well. So early days, I couldn't figure this out. But uh, as I grew older, I could figure out, um, you know, what exactly they were trying to do. But by then, the logic, objectivity, rationale uh, that was injected in my head uh, made me understand things better and adapt to situations better. Now, imagine yourself as a parent dealing with a noisy child. And think about this a little carefully. Imagine you are parenting a difficult child, doesn't listen to you. Uh, you scold the child, ask her to keep quiet. She does not listen. You go on, go on and you know uh, give her a punishment. Maybe she's grounded or locked up or whatever. And this happens multiple times over the years. What is the resultant impact over time? It might, and there are no guarantees, but I'm just saying it might mellow her down what if she took all your advice literally and seriously in which case she drifts into becoming a social recluse what happens to her when she's in a socially active situation later on in life like a job interview a group discussion or a teamwork activity in a regular job will she be able to regain her inner voice or will she be hesitant, reluctant? So what you would have sowed the seed of discipline, and if that were to be taken absolutely seriously, uh, do you realize the impact that might have might happen to her at a later stage in life? The flip side, ironically, is true as well. Imagine you are a parent which never admonishes the child. He creates mischief. You let him be. He draws on the walls, tears down the curtains. You just let him be because that's how children are supposed to be, right? Naughty. Over time, however, the child starts to take your indulgence for granted and begins to assume he can do anything he wants, whether others approve of it or not. Now, you may again think, well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Having a low need for approval. There's a tiny problem there. Where is the boundary? Having a low need for approval does not mean crossing the limits. Having a low need for approval or a low uh, care for authorities does not mean you should not appreciate rules. And imagine if this attribute or trait turns absolute in absolutely in the negative direction. How will you bring the child back to normalcy or neutrality later in life? 
I know while I give you these two examples, these are not etched in stone or not everybody will be like this. There are so many ifs and buts and uh, this can happen or that can happen. But I'm just trying to keep it at a sim simplistic level and explain to you in simple terms that as a leader, it is very important for you to nurture your team in a way which best suits their strengths within the parameters and constraints of the organization. There's a bit of a dichotomy there. On one hand, you want them to be themselves and explore and maybe challenge status quo. On the other hand, you have drawn a framework which says do not challenge this. So how, how do you handle such dichotomy? How do you handle this uh, diversity of situation that comes along your way? You will realize as a leader that over time, this is a trial and error method. There is no one size fits all kind of a rule. But it is, if there was one thing that is absolutely critical is how you coach your team, how neutrally you coach people who are not like you, who don't sound like you, who don't look like you, who don't behave like you, who don't display the same character traits that you did when you were at their career stage. That degree of neutrality is a key factor for a leader to rightfully be a leader. Uh, so hence, it's very similar to parenting. Parenting is uh, a bit like that. I guess parenting is far more com complicated than uh, than leading an organization, but just to draw parallels, right? So think about this as you uh, groom yourself into a leader, or if you are already a leader, go back and think how many times were you able to execute a very neutral uh, stance or were you able to provide a platform where people could come and freely express themselves while you know uh, maintaining decorum it's a small aspect but a very important aspect uh, when you're trying to mold teams for success i hope that conversation was helpful if you liked what you heard so far you know what to do Till we meet in our next ride, in times like we are in today, stay safe, stay at home. That will be the best help that you can do to everybody. And please be objective. Do not spread information that is not backed by data or science or authority. And if you are in doubt, don't question it. Keep it wait for the right information very similar to how a leader should react as well so i urge all of you to be a leader in your own right wherever you are in the world and hope and pray that this difficult time passes smoothly and safely for all of us so be well eat well sleep well and bring your a game to work till we meet next time peace out Well, that's all for now. I hope you had a good time listening 
as much as I had sharing these thoughts. And if you did, do tune in to the other episodes of Bus Talk. Yes, you could share them on Facebook or Twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content. And if you need to talk to me or reach out to me, you can use the Twitter handle hashtag Gyanban, spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N, one word, or email me on gyanban at gmail.com. Again, spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N-N. Be sure to tune in next week. There is a fascinating episode coming up for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well, and bring your A-game to work. Ciao.